Hey everybody, Matt Hardman here with the Race Nerd Podcast on your home of the plethora of programming that is CKCC Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, How was your weekend? Hopefully it was a good weekend. Um, Mine was good. We got some racing going on at the Circuit of the Americas. We got some other stuff to talk about. Uh, any, Any episode that hits harder than Will Smith after a Chris Rock joke. I had to go there. I had to go there. I had to. I just had to get that one out of the system. Um, but uh, anyway, now we got some. Uh, we got some other kind of hard-hitting action, which um, is the road course in Austin, Texas. We got a lot of racing on there, um, and some in uh, some historic news, I guess. Yes. Historic news. We'll go with that. Um, Circuit of the Americas, which this is the second ever race there. Um, last year came onto the NASCAR schedule. Kind of, kind of surprising some people like myself. I know that road courses and short tracks have been all the rage in NASCAR uh, in recent years, but um, I thought that this. You know, I didn't. I never thought I'd see a Formula One circuit on the NASCAR schedule, and that is what Circuit of the Americas was originally built as. Um, it uh, is one of 21 tracks, I believe, that actually has um, the highest rating um, by the FIA. The FIA is the international governing body of. Um, Auto racing uh, is also the governing body of Formula One. Go figure. Uh, but uh, NASCAR at this track last year, they had a inauspicious debut down there uh, due to the rains that plagued uh, the Austin, Texas area. And um, left for some uh, less than stellar racing. Um, in a a race weekend that really should have been either canceled or delayed a little bit because of how bad the conditions were. This year, though, there were a lot better conditions and we saw a lot better racing. It saw three really good races. Zane Smith uh, would um, be the driver to take um, the checkered flag in Saturday's truck race, um, beating out the uh, joke, the not the joke, it's the Kyle Busch Motorsports Toyota. It's almost a force of habit when you say Toyota, this just say Joe Gibbs racing. Um, but uh, beating out the Kyle Busch Toyota Tundras of Kyle Busch and John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, Nemechek, who uh, needed a strong run after having some less than stellar results early on the season. Uh, Results like 24th, 25th, and 24th again in the last three races. Uh, And that's not a good look for a guy who um, was already penciled in as a title contender in 2022. Um, This is a start to right the ship there. Um, then we 
move on to the Xfinity race, which saw one of last year's title contenders, A.J. Allmendinger, just run away with uh, the Xfinity race, um, picking up his first win of the season. I think it's something like, he's got like nine or ten wins in the Xfinity series already. Uh, something like that. It seems like it's a lot more than what it is, than what I think it really is. But I want to say it's around 9 or 10. I, I'm probably totally wrong, but I just thought that was an astounding fact. Uh, for a guy who came from IndyCar, washed out in his first attempt in the Cup Series, had his second attempt cut short by a NASCAR suspension, you know, kind of, kind of made the best of what he could after that. After you know, losing a real second chance, he kind of molded himself into a third chance uh, with Colin Motorsports um, being a top contender in their Xfinity ride. And you know, he's come out of the box swinging uh, in their in their Cup Series uh, program. You know, especially winning last year at the road course at Indianapolis. But uh, we move on to Cup, which is, you know, usually, the, which is always the biggest draw. I shouldn't say usually, but it, it always is the biggest draw on weekends like this. Um, and we would see, for the third time in six races this season, we would see a first-time winner. Uh, early on the season, it was Austin Sindrick at Daytona. Then we saw Chase Briscoe a few weeks ago. Um, and now we see none other than um, Ross Chastain, who has been knocking on the door the last three races um, with top three finishes uh, at Las Vegas, Phoenix, and again last week at Atlanta. Uh, finally kicked that door in for his first win. Um, in a, in a somewhat controversial move that actually was defended by Bob Podcrass of Fox Sports. And um, nobody covers the sport nowadays like Bob Podcrass. Um, he, you know, he even kind of justified it, you know, with Ross in his first win and how close he's been um, the past uh, few races to it. Um, Ross with his first win, track house, so Justin Marks and um, multi-platinum uh, selling artist Pitbull um, picking up that big time W. And um, I think that this was certainly, um, certainly uh, a, a, a race. Um, it had a lot of things to it. Uh, it wasn't just uh, Chastain moving uh, Almondinger as payback for Almondinger moving him on the last lap and um, almost costing Chastain the race. Chastain moving him with two turns to go. Um, he would get into uh, Alex Bowman who would finish second as the three of them were all going into uh, the final corners of the last lap. Um, Dinger would fall back in the field as he would spin. Um, Bowman would finish the race second with some damage from the spinning 
uh, Almondinger. But it's Chastain um, causing Melon Mania to run wild. Melon Mania's run wild, brother. I can't quite do the Hulk Hogan voice. Um, and that would have been that would have been something. That would have been a soundbite for this show had I been able to do the Hulk Hogan voice. But um, little allergies are kind of getting to me, so my. Um, they're not real. Uh, they're not real easy to do something like that with, you know, the allergies kicking up. My throat bothering me. So um, yeah, I I I I do agree with this, and I do applaud AJ Allmendinger for taking the high road in this post-race interview, uh, saying that you know that Chastain would have to look in the mirror, but everybody sees things different. Um, in their perspective, you know, he, he, he did it really classy, um, you know, and he was proud of his team for being um, just, you know, two turns away from winning. Um, so, you know, as Matt Colling said, that 16 team that's out there, that team is just trophy hunting. Uh, remember, this is that super team of um, the 16 car being driven by no. Gregson, Daniel Hemrick, last year's Xfinity Series champion, and AJ Allmendinger. You have three of the four uh, Xfinity title contenders from last year all in one car uh, this season. So they definitely are trophy hunting, and this was a good shot. And I certainly don't um, discount uh, uh, what that team can do. But it's really good to see Ross Chastain. He's come so close in the last couple of weeks of, you know, to winning. Uh, and like I said, this is the third, um, the third first-time winner in six races. And it's been 12 races since we had somebody over the age of 30 to win a cup race. Which is astounding when you think about it. Um, that youth movement that, that they were talking about 20 years ago coming into NASCAR with the likes of Dale Jr. and Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman and the Bush brothers and all. Um, now we're seeing an even younger movement and they are strong, very strong within the past um, season plus now. Um, they are really lighting the world on fire. Um, next race is at Richmond, where the Xfinity and the Cup Series will race. I'm not 100% sure on the trucks, so um, keep an eye out for that. But um, I think that that's, that's a race you might see some payback. You might see some old feuds like, uh, like um, Brad Keselowski and um, whoever get into it. I'm sure Joey Logano. Uh, while he's been pretty tame for the last year or so, you know, he may want to watch over his shoulder. I think if anybody's going to watch over the shoulder at Richmond, uh, it's going to be um, NASCAR's most popular driver, but in some eyes, maybe its most hated driver, Chase Elliott. As um, Chase Elliott early in the race uh, on Sunday would spin out. Kyle Busch, and while Kyle did not repay the favor on the road course, um, 
Kyle Busch is probably not the guy you want to spin out, uh, especially knowing that uh, Toyota, for the most part, has not been strong this season. There have been some good runs by Toyota, but overall, uh, the Camry package has not really lived up to it as much as uh, the Ford and the Chevy programs have been. And um, this is Kyle Busch. This is a guy who hates to lose. I mean, he gets pissed off if he runs and finishes second. He gets mad that he can't take that position. This is a guy, I mean, if you were playing any other sport and you had a guy like um, Kyle Busch on the market, this is the guy you want. He is, he is a gamer. He's in it for big games, big money, and he does not take kindly to losing. He is a competitive SOB, and um, you don't want to light a fire under him nor give him an even bigger chip on his shoulder than he already has. So, between Kyle Busch and, you know, whether there's any unresolved issues from last season at Bristol, uh, the night race there between uh, Chase and Kevin Harvick, you know, we'll see. You know, not saying that any of these drivers are going to... Um, be paying each other back this coming weekend, but this is a joyous short track racing. Um, you get to see tempers flare quickly. Um, you definitely get some excitement, trust me. I've been to Bristol. I've seen plenty of tempers flare throughout the years uh, going there, but um, I think that this it's going to be a very interesting race. Um, talking about Richmond, not just with tempers flaring and paybacks coming, but just to see if the Toyotas can kind of gather up anything uh, far and away. You know, they've looked strong in races, they just haven't had the finishes. Um, you know, I know Christopher Bell got a top five at uh, the road course, or top ten, excuse me got a top 10 at Circuit of the Americas, and he was strong at Atlanta before being penalized for passing below the double yellow line. Um, Kurt Busch has had a, a couple of strong runs. I think Martin Truex Jr. has had a couple of top 10s, and the same with Kyle Busch, but they just haven't been the dominant Toyota program that we're used to seeing. So, I mean, with that said, Hopefully Richmond writes the ship. Um, it's a it's a track that plays into the favor of guys like um, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Truex, who won there last year, it certainly knows his way around that Richmond track very well. Um, those are guys from that Toyota camp who I'd look I'd look out for, and I'd also look out for Kyle's brother Kurt, um, who. Is probably the most consistent and strongest of the Toyota cars, so um, I will keep an eye out for them. Um, moving on, we're just a few weeks away from uh, the dirt race at Bristol, and there has been an announcement, and that is the Joey Logano, uh, last year's Bristol um, dirt race cup champion. Uh, or cup winner, not champion, uh, cup winner, uh, will be doing double duty at Bristol Weekend as he will be driving 
a yet unnumbered, uh, well, the truck, the, the truck has not announced what truck it's going to be, uh, but he will be driving a, um, a Ford F-150, uh, sponsored by Planet Fitness, Planet Fitness, who has been a partner with him for a number of years, um, will make their debut on Joey Logano's truck, um, and... The rumor is it is coming out of the David Gillen stables now. DGR Racing, who has provided trucks for Kevin Harvick and Ryan Reese, um, and um, has helped with the uh, development uh, of um, Haley Deegan, who, speaking of poor Haley, she is just not having a good season at all. If it could go wrong, it has gone wrong for her, including a tire fire at Atlanta um, last weekend so it's um, it, it's kind of a shame but uh, it, I think this is a, a good move um, we're probably gonna see some you know there's some other names that have yet to come out I'm fully expecting Jessica Friesen uh, Stuart Friesen's wife to um, possibly be in the uh, in the dirt truck race as a teammate to Stewart um, at Bristol uh, as she was last year and unfortunately qualifying there got rained out um, so I think that this may be a, a another a wild entry probably see other drivers like Kevin Harvick and uh, a number of others uh, make an attempt at that race uh, so we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, but another race that we got coming up on Easter weekend, um, is it Easter weekend or Mother's Day weekend, uh, will be Darlington. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the Lady in Black throwback weekend will continue and already three cars have been announced. One Xfinity and two Cup cars will be uh, rolling out special throwbacks. Uh, on the Xfinity side, Jeremy Clements, um, with sponsorship uh, from uh, the Fox Sports affiliate in Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina, uh, will be carrying the paint scheme in honor of Dale Earnhardt. Now, this isn't going to be the black number three that everybody knows. Uh, this throwback for the 51 car of Clemens uh, will be adorned with blue and yellow, the Wrangler colors that Dale Earnhardt drove for Bud Moore in 1982 and 1983 uh, during his two-year break away from uh, Richard Childress Racing. Um, Earnhardt, who would carry the Wrangler colors, bring him over to Richard Childress Racing after leaving uh, the J.D. Stacy team um, that he would race early in his career. Uh, he would drive for Childress for a handful, of, for about half a season in um, 1981. Then in 1982 and 1983, him and Wrangler would move over to Bud Moore's uh, number 15 Ford Thunderbirds. Yes. Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator, the man in black, the man who is the personification of Chevy in NASCAR, drove for Ford for two full seasons. 
Um, while they weren't the greatest seasons of his career, he did get a couple of wins in there. Did suffer a pretty hard wreck at Pocono in 1982, I believe. Uh, but uh, this was uh, this is a throwback and a nod to both the Hall of Famer Dale Earnhardt and the Hall of Famer Bud Moore. So I, I certainly do appreciate that Bud Moore being a uh, uh, a son of South Carolina. I I really do appreciate that. And Roush Fenway Keslowski Racing, which unfortunately has kind of made the headlines the wrong way with their big penalty after the Atlanta race, which um, as of right now is in appeal. Um, but um, they will be um, throwing back to two cars from their 2004 season. Um, first, uh, Brad will be uh, driving a a Mark Martin Viagra paint scheme um, from Mark's car in that 2004 season. Um, both both um, Keselowski and teammate Chris Buescher will be uh, carrying sponsorship from Sonos. Um, I believe it's some technology company. Um, but they will be carrying that. Um, Brad throwing back to Mark Martin's Viagra car from 2004. And Kenseth doing a throwback to uh, Mark's teammate that season. Uh, Matt Kenseth and his 17 DeWalt car. Um, with the, the sawable H shape and all on the car. I think the, these are pretty good. Um, I can't really compare them to the rest of the cup ones this year because none other ones have been announced as the time of this recording. But I think this is a good start. And anytime you see a throwback to a Mark Martin car, it, it's a good thing. I mean, granted, many of them have been done to death already. So I think I've seen a throwback Mark Martin car for every uh, generation uh, of Mark Martin there is. There's been throwbacks to the uh, the flame-broiled when Dixie car, um, to uh, Bubba Wallace doing a, a Folgers-inspired throwback, a Stroh's light throwback, uh, God knows how many uh, Valvoline throwbacks there have been, but I, I think that this is a, a, a good one, because there hasn't been very many Viagra throwbacks. Um, Unless you count Mark throwing back to himself in the 2005 season, his initial final year. <laughs> um, Mark's probably announced his retirement about 10 times, probably 11 by the end of this episode. Uh, I can't make fun of Mark. Mark, Mark is, uh, he was a consummate professional behind the wheel. Um, he just never gave up the ghost when it came to driving. Uh, but uh, it's certainly really good uh, to see these throwbacks for him. Um, also, hey, good to see a Matt Kenseth one. Uh, I think the last Matt Kenseth throwback I saw was Matt Kenseth himself throwing back to his early um, his early stock car roots in his last season of the Cup Series. So it, it's it's good to see the man from. The champ from Cambridge, Wisconsin, um, getting a throwback honor there. Uh, 
Um, still many more to be announced, and we do we have a little bit of time. Uh, but I was just very surprised and happy to see those two very soon. Um, I know that Kyle Busch and M&Ms are, are um, have a contest going on where you can name your throwback, um, whether it's a David Gilliland throwback, uh, uh, the first Kyle Busch car, M&M's car, uh, Elliot Sadler one, which I know they did a couple years ago, or my personal favorite is a throwback to Ernie Irvin in the first M&M's car that raced in 1998 um, at Las Vegas. Uh, so those are those are some that have been nominated um, that are right now currently up for vote I believe until the first so uh, get out there and vote if you haven't voted um, I believe it's on Eminem's Twitter page or um, Joe Gibbs Racing Twitter page but anyway um, like I said Richmond's next weekend um, a lot that will be going on and uh, so I look forward to that. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. I'm Matt Hardman, and I will see you at the track. Bye.